Can you give us a station ID? They'll kill me if I don't, I don't ask. I'd hate to see you killed. This is Steve Robinson, temporarily back on Earth, in Davis on KDVS 90.3. This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. In our second segment today, we're going to speak with California Assembly member Dave Jones. Assemblyman Jones is, represents Sacramento's 9th District, and uh, you may have caught the excellent guest editorial, which was in the Sacramento News and Review's February 2nd issue, on the issue of the broken system of California's conservatorships. And we're going to have, a, I think, what's going to prove to be a very interesting talk with Dave Jones in Segment 2. Stay tuned for that. And uh, we hope in segment three to speak with uh, Dr. Will Green, a, uh, an activist, you might say, in regards to issues um, impinging the neighborhood of East Sacramento. Mercy Hospital plans to build a cardiac center, which is going to wreak havoc on a neighborhood. If you've ever been in a neighborhood and seen what can happen when uh, one establishment or another decides to expand in a big way, I think you'll appreciate uh, what we're going to talk about in segment three. Well, let us uh, commence the show in our usual fashion. On this date in history, February 16th, and we would remind you that the month has two R's, both of which are pronounced. On this date in 1937, a DuPont chemist, Wallace Carruthers, patents nylon. They also patented the process for making the now ubiquitous material. Uh, not coincidentally, about this time, hemp became a major health hazard in the United States as movies like uh, Marijuana, Assassin of Youth, and uh, Reefer Madness were promulgated by, some think, interests who wanted to see other forms of rope become prominent. We believe that research done right here at the University of California at Davis conclusively proved that hemp and marijuana are two different crops. I say this based on the personal involvement of an experiment conducted by the Webster-Emerson dorm sometime in the year 1972 after raiding one of the local hemp plots. Extensive subsequent experimentation definitively proved that hemp contains no THC. On this date in 1959, Cuban revolutionary Fidel Castro is sworn in as Prime Minister of Cuba after leading a guerrilla war that forced right-wing dictator Fulgencio Batista from the country. When Castro's leftist tendencies uh, met with the disapproval of the United States government, an embargo was placed, I believe the year 1962. It has proved to be something of a less than a smashing success at removing Castro from office, as his tenure has now survived that of JFK, LBJ, Nixon, Ford, Reagan, two terms, Bush, 41, Clinton, two terms, Bush, 43, part one, and he's working about halfway through Bush, 43, part two. On the other hand, based on firsthand experience uh, in the Caribbean, this correspondent 
Sincerely wishes Fidel Castro would go away. And on this date in 1979, disco music was reaffirmed by the Bee Gees winning a Grammy for their classic album, Saturday Night Fever. I would note that that song was played under some protest by Edward McMillan, our producer. Our statistic of the day comes from Zogby International, which notes that 52% of Americans say Congress should consider impeaching President Bush if he wiretapped American citizens without court approval. 43% of the public doesn't support impeachment, and 6% don't know or decline to answer. It should be noted that in 1998, only 36% of the American public supported hearings to consider impeaching President Clinton. And our quote of the day, in fact, this is judged the quote of the year, according to Esquire Magazine's annual Dubious Achievements Awards, a subject which we will return to with some zeal momentarily. According to Esquire, the most dubious quote of the year in 2005 was, and this is by a 62 to 13% margin, George W. Bush to FEMA Director Michael Brown. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. Although our personal choices at Radio Parallax were the write-ins over at Esquire, which were respectively, I have never used steroids, period, Rafael Palmero, coupled with, I have never intentionally taken steroids, Rafael Palmero. Rafael Palmero, of course, was the baseball star who had to change his statements after a blood test proved that he had, in fact, taken steroids. Mr. Palmero now says it must have been an accident. Now we have a, uh, a rather whimsical email to report from Paul. Apparently in Saigon recently, an elderly Vietnamese Catholic man asked a local priest to hear his confession. Father, he said, during the war, a woman knocked on my door and asked me to hide her from the enemy, and, and I did. The priest replied, well, that's a wonderful thing you did, my son. You have no need to confess. Well, it's worse, Father. She repaid me with sexual favors. Well, two people together in a war might act that way. You're forgiven, my son. Thank you, Father, said the man. That's, that's really a great load off my mind. Now, do I have to tell her the war's over? Well, in case you can't tell, we have a lot of fun producing this program. And uh, at this point, let's go to an, a, our weekly feature, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. According to The Week magazine, last week was a bad week for obsessions after a British Trekkie was forced to file for bankruptcy because he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars turning his home into a replica of the Starship Enterprise. I'm still proud of what I created, said Tony Allien, but it's been a financial disaster. 
Recently, the man's wife left him when he replaced their fridge with a warp coil. Conversely, a couple weeks back, the magazine judged that it was a good week for the unborn after Peaches Honey Blossom Geldorf, daughter of Sir Bob and sister to Fifi Trixabel Geldorf, Pixie Geldorf, and Heavenly Herani Tiger Lily Geldorf, pleaded with authorities to stop giving their children ridiculous names. My weird name has haunted me all my life, said Peaches Honey Blossom Geldorf. And if I ever have a son, I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, anything but Sue. I still hate that name. And last week was an ugly week for klutzes after a British art lover tripped on the stairs of his favorite museum, fell down a stairway, and smashed three Qing Dynasty vases which were sitting on a windowsill. Everyone stood around in silence, a witness reported. The man kept pointing to his shoelace and saying, There it is! That's the culprit! And let's, uh, let's close up the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're having some fun on today's show, and nothing gives us more pleasure than to every year turn to the February issue of Esquire magazine, at which time they do their annual dubious achievements of the previous year. As you may or may not know, of course, these are all real items. We would note that some of these uh, were previously mentioned on editions of Radio Parallax, such as the item that Nicolas Cage named his son Cal L after the alleged birth name on the planet Krypton of Superman. You know, but uh, Radio Parallax wonders, perhaps Cal L. Cage might be able to get together with Peach's Honey Blossom Geldorf. Item. NASA announced it will spend $104 billion on a project that will send astronauts to the moon, which caused Esquire to capture it and another $50 billion for the development of a group called The Beatles. We also reported this item previously on the show. Las Vegas TV weatherman Ron Blair referred to Martin Luther King as Martin Luther Coon King during a broadcast. This prompted Esquire to caption this item, which means what? Bring an umbrella or don't bring an umbrella? Item. On a boat cruise on Lake Minnetonka during the bye week in their schedule, several Minnesota Viking players allegedly engaged in public sex acts with other passengers, aggressively propositioned female crew members, and urinated on a local resident's lawn, which prompted Esquire to caption it, They know they're not real Vikings, right? Speaking of football, a lawsuit filed by an ex-lover of Atlantic Falcons quarterback Michael Vick contends he frequently uses the name Ron Mexico for the purposes of herpes testing and treatment. <laughs> Esquire captioned it, His chlamydia name was Frank Guatemala. Item we reported on, James Guckert, member of the White House Press Corps, known for asking softball questions in briefings and for printing passages from official administration press releases in his reports, 
was found to be the proprietor of a gay escort service website. We would correct that to say proprietor slash enthusiastic participant. Anyway, you know the story. I love Esquire's caption. Hey, Woodward, you done with that code name? And if you have to explain the joke, it's pretty much shot. But for those of you out there who didn't get it, the code name they're referring to, of course, is Deep Throat. Item. After finding that three of its five penguin pairs were homosexual, a German zoo brought in four female penguins in order to tempt the males to go straight. Which Esquire captioned, That Ratzinger has his hand in everything. Comma. And Cardinal Ratzinger now, of course, is the current pope. Item. To ensure his re-election, the party of Zimbabwe President Robert Mugabe was widely accused of threatening to deny government food aid to supporters of his opposition, which Esquire captioned, Don't they have a Supreme Court that can just hand it to him? Item. Google, Microsoft, and Yahoo all built censorship into China-specific versions of their software at the request of the Chinese government. Search results will be edited, and postings containing words like democracy or human rights will result in warnings that the computer user is employing illegal language, which Esquire captioned, however, textile factory jobs will earn you five minutes on loveyoulongtime.com. Item. While reporting that 65 students at a local high school had been pregnant over the course of a school year, an Ohio newspaper suggested blame might be placed on, among other things, quote, movies, TV, and video games, <laughs> which Esquire captioned, well, it's either that or the screwing. All right, it appears we have time for a few science segments that have been left over from previous shows, so I wanted to, to do a little bit of that. Interesting item, the Norwegians are taking issues of catastrophic climate change quite seriously. They're planning to build a doomsday vault in a mountain close to the North Pole. That'll be on their island of Spitsbergen, which is uh, very high in the Arctic, only 625 miles from the North Pole. They're going to build a structure with one meter thick concrete walls and bring in 10,000 years of uh, crop selection seeds, 2 million seeds representing all the known varieties of the world's crops, and store them there as a hedge against environmental disaster. This uh, vast seed bank is kind of an insurance policy uh, for food supplies uh, in the future, and uh, we're going to try and get someone from UCD to talk to us a bit about this interesting uh, proposal by the Norwegians. And a curious item from FamilyPracticeNews.com, uh, Dr. Robert Gomara at the North American Society for Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition has conducted a study, this is, I believe is in Salt Lake City, uh, noting that fructose malabsorption may be a common cause of functional bowel disorders in children. Evidently, children that were having symptoms of abdominal pain, bloating, uh, passing of gas and diarrhea improved their symptoms when their fructose intake was limited. We've talked in this program about how it is in this country that high fructose corn syrup uh, is used in all sorts of drinks despite its vile taste because 
In America, we pay a much, much higher price for sugar than anyone else does in the world, thanks to price supports benefiting some, primarily some cane sugar growers down in Florida. Now, we should clarify that all of fructose is known as, as fruit sugar. We're talking about food or beverages that contain fructose as a sweetening agent. You may have noticed on, uh, on cans of almost any soft drink or fruit drink out on the market, well, it'll say either sugar and or high fructose corn syrup in the case of, say, Coca-Cola, or it'll just have high fructose syrup as the sweetening agent like the Kearns drinks, which I used to love but have an off taste now ever since they started using this high fructose syrup. We hope that uh, perhaps the subsidies in this country can be eliminated that benefit a lot of uh, anti-Castro-Cuban Republican contributors down in Florida. We might then see sugar achieve its an international price, which would then you know, put the high fructose syrup out of the market. It would be priced out of the market because it is a little bit more expensive. But at any rate, it not only tastes bad, it may be causing some functional bowel disorders in kids. We're up against it on time, but heading for the break, we have one final item from Esquire. This was their correction of the year. From the Dallas Morning News, June 16th edition, Norma Wade Adams's June 15th column incorrectly called Marianne Thompson Frank a socialist. She is a socialite. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Put another Ritz. All right, let's take a break. We will return in a moment with California Assembly Member Dave Jones. You're listening to Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. I'm Douglas Everett. Stay tuned. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their mitts. Putting on the Ritz. Have you seen the well-to-do up and down Park Avenue on that famous thoroughfare with their noses in the air? High hats and arrow collars, white spats and lots of dollars, spending every dime for a wonderful time. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz. 